0: Thanks for joining us for the Liberty Church podcast. We pray that this message inspires you to change the world around you. For more information about Liberty Church, you can visit us at libertyofomaha.com. Thanks again for joining us and have a great day. God is good. Um, We're going to pray for you right now in just a minute. Um, the title of today's message is Living Waters Flow. And, um, the Holy Spirit has been doing something awesome this week. And for me, it has been uncomfortable, which is very exciting to me. Because he's going to do something today, I believe, in our lives. If you need healing in this place, living waters are here. Okay. Living waters are here. They're flowing, all right? Let's pray for our pastor right now. Can you just uh, extend your hands? We don't need to wait for this. Let's do it right now. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, in your word and your promise that no weapon formed against us will prosper. We thank you that it has no chance, that it flees in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, right now for your Holy Spirit power. And we thank you for the report that blows the minds of doctors, of nurses, of specialists. Lord, we thank you that you are the specialist, that you are the healer. That you are a chain breaker. That you are a way maker. And we speak that right now. And we agree together that your living waters are eternal. The very thing that brings healing and strength right now was fashion, the foundations of the earth. We thank you, Jesus. We say living waters flow right now, flow through his body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Go ahead and turn your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 17. This scripture, uh, it was actually on my wall for years in my office, Um, and I used to look at it almost every day. It was one of those moments where Pastor Jim's like, yes, you can paint your office, and then he came and was like, oh, interesting color. (laughs) It was an interesting color. It was like army green and black. What an odd color, right? (laughs) But this scripture was on my wall, and I read it all the time, and I love the scripture, Jeremiah chapter 17 seven through eight it says thus saith the lord cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm meaning make his making flesh his strength and whose heart departeth from the lord that word departeth literally means to turn off man somebody that takes their heart and just turns off the voice of the lord I think about a light switch. For he shall be like heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land and not inhabited. But blessed is the man and woman that trusteth in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is, for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters. And that spreadeth out her roots by the river. And shall not see when heath come, heat come. But her leaf shall be green. And shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Amen. Let's, let's pray together. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit in this place. Your presence in this place. And we just welcome you. Say, have your way today. Whatever you want to do, we're going to make sure it happens today. If you need to change some things in us, change it. We thank you that the healer is in the room. A healer of bodies, of minds, of relationships, the healer is in the room. We thank you that the chain breaker is in the room, that breaks the chains of bondage, of addiction, of strongholds. We thank you that the king is in the room, the one we serve, that we lay down our own agendas to make sure that his kingdom comes forth. We thank you, God. If you agree with that, say amen. 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 We're going to break this scripture down because it's so powerful to me. It's so powerful because to me there's these two sides to this scripture that uh, we see in today's culture even there's this battle going on. They're two opposites, but they're constantly in collision of each other. Even in our own selves, sometimes we find a collision of these things. And I love this scripture because it's a promise, amen? But it's also an understanding of if we don't put our trust in God, what can happen, okay? And so that first part, it it talks about Trusting in man, right? I look at this really as like two soils, two different kinds of soils that you can plant yourself in, all right? You can plant yourself in, right, good ground or bad ground. And this first one is talking about trusting in man, planting yourself in bad ground. And it talks about heath. And if you don't know what heath is, it's all this disgusting, like, shrubbery that you see in deserts. All right It's like tumbleweeds. anybody ever seen a tumbleweed before? That's like the American version of a heath, okay. And it's the stuff that grows all over the desert, and it looks dead. It doesn't look like it has any life. There's no root structure. it can't find water, but it still exists. It's not contributing really anything to the earth. It's just there. And if you looked across the Arabian Desert, for instance, the Middle East, or if you pull up pictures, you'll see all these brown spots everywhere. And you're like, what is that? It's heath. It's just dead dying. And you find it's always grouped together, a bunch of them all together in a dry and arid place. As you talk about heath, it's interesting. They say they can't even see good when it walks by. Oh, man. You ever met anybody like that? Yeah. Can't even see good when it walks by. If it slapped them in the face. Like, what? Can't even see it. It's interesting. It talks about they go find water where there isn't any. Wow. To me, when I read that, I'm like, man, isn't that the world we live in? People are constantly going looking for something to quench their thirst, and it's never going to quench their thirst. It says they reside in a place that only makes you more thirsty. It says they reside in a place of the salt land. They're just going back to another place that just makes them thirsty. And it speaks at the end in a place that's not inhabited. They're alone. Loneliness. How many people can you think of right now that are feeling lonely? That feel all alone. Maybe you're in the room today even. But I love the next soil because this is our promise as Christians. This is your promise today if you call on the name of the Lord. It's that easy, okay? It is not complicated. Trusting in God. You become a healthy tree. You ever seen a tree in the desert? If you haven't, you should look up some pictures of it. It's pretty wild. I was looking up and I said, are there trees in the desert? Trees in a desert signify water, right? Because trees will grow up where there is water in existence. So it is like this beacon, right? You ever see a picture of a desert? It's just all the sand. And if you see trees in the distance, you are guaranteed to find Water, guaranteed to find water. I love that. It speaks to who we are and Jesus, what it does for us, but it, what it can also do for others. There's plenty of other water, plenty of water for the roots to spread out. Talks about what our root a root structure is. Creating structure, it's creating this. This tree that cannot be moved, that cannot be swayed. I love it. It talks about the bad stuff, doesn't even phase it. Green, healthy leaves, flourishing. it's full of life. And I love it, it says you don't even worry about the seasons of drought. You're not even concerned about it. It doesn't even pass your brain. And you'll never stop bearing fruit. Never. So we're going to go a little bit more in depth, if you're ready. Let's kind of look at these two, I call them a dichotomy, these two kind of like opposite things that are kind of in these scriptures. And the first is the heath and this, this tree, right? And we already talked a little bit about that, that heath. It's small. It's dead looking. It has no root system. And it, it fades into the landscape. It fades into the landscape. And I love the picture of this tree, right? It's large. It brings shade. It has deep roots, creates stability. And a, and a tree commands the landscape of a desert. Did you t- just, just catch that a little bit, all right, today? Let that get in your spirit today. Because I think a lot of us, if we're not careful, right, we can fall into the trap of looking at the landscape of the world, and it can be very debilitating. God has called us to command the landscape, that over the landscape, everybody can look out and be like, man, there's desert all around us, but I see something, hope, amen? I see something, hope trees they're symbol of sustenance that water is near we talked about that already and then there's these two things there's the one that says won't see good and then it goes on to say the tree won't see heat and they'll have green leaves so that first one won't see good can't even see good when it's right in front of them we've all met people like this they're usually never thankful they only see the bad they only give recognition to the bad stuff. Oh, man. But they give no recognition to the good. Lots of times they look at the good stuff as stuff they are deserved anyway. You know, our relationship with God, we should always be showing God thanks for what he's doing in our life always recognizing the things that God is doing in our life, the life that he's bringing us, the sustenance that he's bringing us, the strength that he's bringing us. And, you know, it's interesting as a tree, you know, heat is dangerous, right? What does a tree need? It needs moisture, okay? So heat is dangerous for a tree because it will take out the moisture. And I love it says they won't even see the heat they don't even rec- they don't they don't even see it it's not even on their radar and heat it's something that dries up takes away that moisture because moisture that water is vital to that tree it really should be the main thing that the tree fears right heat should be the main thing that that tree fears and the very main thing, the thing that the devil has prepared, the weapon, he's like, I got it. The very thing the tree is not even worried about. No fear whatsoever. Goes on to say, you know, green leaves. Green leaves flourishing, I think of. I think of when I see a tree with green leaves Something's going to bear out of that tree, right? Something's about to happen in that tree. I want to see what happens, right? You ever see a, a tree bloom? Oh, man, how beautiful is that? A fruit tree when it blooms. You can smell it. What does it give off? It gives off a fragrance, right? You can smell it. And you know something's about to bear. Fruits about to come. There's an anticipation. Are people anticipating the fruit that you're going to bear? We'll let that get inside for just a minute. Because this is how that happens. When you let this scripture get inside of you, people will anticipate the fruit that's going to come out of you. They want to get around you. They want to see what's going to happen. They want to know, how's this person, what's going to happen? What are they going to say? What are they going to do? Because I can tell there's something different about this person. Something I haven't seen in the heath that I am surrounded by goes on to say that it lives in parched places. You know the when you don't trust in God, you reside in a place where thirst is rampant. It's all around. Everywhere you look, all you see is thirst. All you see is no relief. And all you do is thirst. A parched land. Anybody ever experienced that before, working outside? It's a hot day, and I've worked construction for years, and sometimes I'll I'll go, and we'll be building a deck or something outside, and I'll be working all day, and I'll realize I forgot to pack a water halfway through the day. Oh, man. By like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm getting desperate for a drink of water my whole mouth is like dry my lips everything i am desperate for it desperate for it you know a good thing for me is i can go over to a hose and turn it on and get the water right but I wonder if i didn't have that I wonder if you didn't have that I wonder if you didn't have a bottle of water I wonder if you didn't have Access to water. How would it feel going to bed having that feeling? Every day. You wake up. Oh man, it's still there. It didn't go away. The opposite is true when you trust in God. You don't even, it says you don't, they don't even need to be careful In droughts, I love that. Oh man, I was in California like six years ago, and uh, there was a a uh, drought in California, and you couldn't water your grass. Okay, in fact, if there was water that hit the concrete, you would get fined, which is a whole other thing to talk about. But anyway, the how crazy is that? Why why was that? Because they couldn't. spare. There's a drought. Don't you dare. And everyone, you would talk to people, and they were very concerned. They were very worried. They had bought into this, and they were afraid. I'm like, don't, no, don't. We're going up to a water fountain, and somebody was like staring me down, like, don't you dare waste any of that water. I was like, oh, jeez. I'm from Omaha, all right, with plenty of water, okay? So I don't know what's going on over here, all right? Everybody just chill out. But it was interesting. It was odd what was going on. And and I love this because even in a drought, they're not even careful. How cool is that? Even in a drought, even when everyone else is like, there's no life, there's nothing worth living for. Everything's bad. Everything's horrible. All the good stuff is gone. You're over here trusting in God, and you're like, taking it all in, baby. As much as you got God, I'm going to keep on taking it. And you're over here being fruitful, right? You're over here Being successful. You're over here succeeding. You're over here, and people are like, ah! Calm down, man. There's only so much success, man. You know, there's going to be a point and you're going to just fall, man. You're not going to get it anymore. There's only so much. I've seen it before, right? Anybody ever told that before? I've seen something like this before, you know. You get really successful, you're doing really good things, and then all of a sudden, bam, it's all taken away from you in one minute. The fear of drought. I love this because when we trust in God, we don't have to be afraid of any of that. Right. Ever. And somebody can say that, like, that's fine, but that's because those stories that you're talking about, they had a different source, and my source is a, a source that comes from eternal living waters. Amen. I don't have to worry about that anymore. It goes on to say that those that, don't, that trust in man, they live in an uninhabited salt land. Oh, man. The only thing that the land produces around you is means to make you more thirsty. Every time you take a taste from the world, it just makes you thirsty, more thirsty, more thirsty, more thirsty, more thirsty. You have people all over the world. I mean, we we can all relate because we were there before we met Jesus. Maybe I'll find it over here. Maybe I'll find it right here. Maybe I'll find it in this person. Maybe I'll find it in this job. Maybe I'll find it in doing this thing, maybe I'll, if I go see this or experience this or, you know, try this or, why do I just keep, I still feel thirsty. Why do I still feel thirsty? Because you're trusting in man. And it says uninhabited. I think about loneliness, right? Right? All alone. You can be surrounded by hundreds of people, but you feel completely alone. Completely alone. But the other side of this is when you trust in God, you're always yielding fruit. Always yielding fruit. Always yielding fruit. Fruit yielding is just what you do. Isn't that cool? Year-round. It doesn't even compute, right? You're just always yielding fruit. You're always yielding fruit. To me, I hear another side of that, right? I hear also a responsibility for me personally, okay? And the responsibility I hear is if I always want to be yielding fruit then I always have to be planting. I always have to be trusting in God. So I always have to be active, all right? So I just want to throw that out there because sometimes we read are like, wow, all I got to do is trust in God and then I can just... No? You're going to have to do some stuff. You're going to have to be obedient. You're going to have to step out. You're going to have to do some uncomfortable things. You're going to have to do some things. You're like, I have never done that, but God is telling me, so I'm going to do it. You know, if you get on a roll of planting seeds, okay, you get on a roll of yielding fruit, okay? When you get on a roll of planting seeds, you get on a roll of reaping a harvest. Like this is, wait, this is December, how is that guy? Doesn't he know what time of year it is? Why has he got, and I don't? Because you just kept planting. You just kept planting. You just didn't stop. You just keep on going. Everywhere we go. Well, that sounds kind of tiring. Yeah. I mean, Lucas' scripture should all right, spoke to you a lot then. Galatians 6, 9. Don't get tired of doing good because at the right time, you'll reap a harvest. All right? That's on that seed, okay? If you're planting seeds all the time, All right? In the right time, you're like, whoa, boom, 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 boom. After a while, you're like, what is happening? I am surrounded by a jungle, all right? Woo! Getting a roll of planting. I love that. Even when everyone else is afraid, they're hoarding what they have. You ever seen that before? The little bit that they have, all the fake stuff that they have all the stuff that causes more thirst they're just hoarding it and here you are with the real thing and you're just like here you go come, taste, see you can just drop that out there anyway because as soon as somebody sees this they're not going to want it anyway as soon as you taste it you're not going to want that anyway why don't you try this on Because it will blow your mind. It will change the way you think. It'll change the way you live. It will change every part of your life. Right. Yep. Trust in God. Yeah. Go ahead and turn your Bibles to John chapter four. Living waters flow. John chapter four. This is uh, we'll start reading in verse seven, and this is scripture. If you're familiar with it, this is Jesus, and he's about to have a conversation with a woman at a well, and she's a Samaritan. And I'm gonna try not to bore you, but I this is this is important. So stick with me for a minute. But Jesus, at the time, he's in Galilee, okay? So that's north, okay? The northern region. And then there's Samaria, and then there's Judea, okay? Where Jerusalem is. And so he's up in Galilee, okay? Homeland. He's got to get to Jerusalem. And he goes through Samaria. And sometimes we're like, oh, cool, awesome. That that makes sense. If you look at a map, duh, all right? That's the fastest way, okay? But at the time, Jews, generally speaking, they would totally bypass Samaria. They would go through the Jordan River, go around, and back through the Jordan River to get to Jerusalem. They would not even step foot in Samaria. And be like, well, why? What was going on? Well, a long time ago when Assyria took over the land, they took a bunch of Jews in the Samaria in, in, in Samaria and exiled them, took them all out. And there were some Jews that were left there. And Assyria then took a bunch of people from their land and planted them into that land. And the Jews intermarried with those people. And they still feared God. They believed in God. But they allowed all these other gods in. Allowed all these other gods in their temples, the places of worship. And because of that, when the Jews from exile came back and saw this, they said no. And they separated themselves from that. And so the Samaritans believed that they had every right as every other Jew to be able to worship God. And the Jews said they did not have that right. Okay? Okay. So just to understand the climate of what's going on. And Jesus, he's going to speak about this in a moment here. But Jesus comes on saying he kind of just mixes everything up. Because these people in Samaria, they're holding on to their temple that they've built. Saying it is the temple where everyone should worship God. And what are the Jews doing? Holding on to their temple holding on to theirs and saying, this is where you worship God. And Jesus constantly talks about the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and he speaks to the Jewish people talking about, you know, you you think you've got it all together, but you're just hypocrites. Because you're saying all these things, but you still, maybe you don't have a golden idol, but there's still gods that you're worshiping. That are not me. You're prideful, you're arrogant. You're hypocrites. You're opening up my temple for this place where people can sell stuff. This is not what it's supposed to be. And you can say all day that the Samaritans are horrible people, but you're doing the same thing. You're doing the same thing. I love Jesus, He never followed the rules he knew the true rule maker he never followed the status quo he created a new status quo and he's walking through Samaria not even supposed to be doing that with his disciples and they come to this place Jacob's well a well where Jacob, Jacob had dug this well And this well has provided water for hundreds of years to the people. And Jesus stops at the well, sits down, and the disciples go into town for a minute to grab some provisions. And Jesus is there. And the Samaritan woman comes up. And that's where we find ourselves. Verse seven, let's read it. And a woman from Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. And the Samaritan woman said, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. What's he saying? He's like, hey, that's the wrong question you should actually be asking me for water if you recognized who I was. He's saying you should recognize. You should be able to recognize who I am. That's powerful. Verse 11, the woman says, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with. The well is deep. Where do you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. But Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. Sound familiar? Verse 14. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water. I love that response. You know, here we are, religion wants to make it so complicated sometimes. You got to do this, you got to do that. And Jesus so simply says, hey, I got living water. And this lady is like, "Uh, yeah, I see that. Can I have it? And she says, so that I will not be thirsty, for I have come here to draw water. And Jesus says to her, go call your husband and come here. And the woman answered, I have no husband. And Jesus says to her, you're right in saying that I have no husband. For you had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. And the woman says to him, sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain. Oh, boy, it's about to get heavy. But you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. I love this. Jesus says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know, but we worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. And the woman says to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus says to her, I who speak to you am he. Jesus, in a matter of seconds, dismantles her whole religion. Crushes it completely. Says, you think that where you worship is where everybody should worship. You know what? Everybody in Jerusalem thinks this is the place. But let me tell you what, all right? I am here. I am present right now to shatter all of that. I am here to teach something new, that real worshipers of God worship in spirit and in truth. And she's like, can you imagine everything that you've believed your whole life just crushed? You ever believe something and you know it's just not really true, but you just keep on believing it? You ever believe something for so long? You kind of know it's not true, but you just believe it for so long. You were just told that you were supposed to believe it. You were just told your whole life, even by good people. And you just kind of made it a part of your life, the part of your belief system, part of the framework, even the part of the things that you do every day, every single day you just do it. Yeah, her too. And Jesus just comes along and just says, hey, And why was he able to do that? Because this woman, in a matter of this conversation, turns her, and Jesus knew this, okay, turns her trust from man to God. See, this is salvation in this woman's life. This conversation, this moment, salvation happens in this woman's life everything that she boom crushed and she's like whoa and she sees the light and living waters flow and it goes on to say you can read it on yourself but she goes back and she starts telling everybody she's like you gotta come see this guy it's crazy he knew that i had five husbands and everybody's like yeah we all did too all right yeah but he's not from here And you'll never believe what he did. You've got to see it. And I just find that so crazy. Like, this is a woman like, let's just be real. She has, five, has had five husbands, and the one that she's with right now is not her husband. Catch, read between the lines there? I love it. Jesus is the coolest. He uses the most, the, the most unpredictable people to spread his gospel. And he just revolutionized it. And she comes in and get this. They listen to her and they come. Right. Yeah. Why? Why?
1: Yeah.
0: Living waters flow, baby. Right. Yeah. Living waters flow. She, she was a heath in the desert. And all of a sudden, she's a tree, flourishing. Her roots are deep. There's probably somebody that came up to her and said, get out of here. No one wants to listen to you. Why are you even opening up your mouth? And she's like, no. And she didn't even reckon. She didn't even stop. Like, the heat came, right? She was it. She was on a mission. The heat came. And she just walked right by. And that person's like, wait, no, I'm an important person. Excuse me. She's like, no, no, no. I know the important person, all right? I know the important person. All right, don't tell me da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Anyway, what you guys, and they all came. For days they listened to Jesus. Come on, somebody. For days they listened to Jesus because living waters flow. Living waters, they flow. It's unmistakable, the power of Jesus. The power of Jesus. John chapter 7, 37-38 says, On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and he cried out. Whoa. There's this feast happening. And everybody's following these rules. Jewish people all over. And Jesus stands up and cries out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. I love that. This is who Jesus is. He's a chain breaker. He walks onto the scene. He recognizes the chains, and he calls them out. He says to this woman, these are all your chains. This is all all of it right here. Oh, yeah, and and, in case we forgot, this whole thing that you're holding on to with your, you know, with the husbands that you had and everything, and, and you're trying to find that, I don't even care about that. You're all worried about that. Let me just break that chain real quick while I'm at it. Let me just break the chain of religion off your back. Okay, let me break the chain of unbelief off your back. Let me break the chain that you think this is always how it's going to be off your back. Let me break the chain of loneliness that you felt your whole life, that you've tried to fill with another man. Let me just break that while I'm at it. He's breaking all these chains in a matter of seconds. Well, it'll take years. That's a bunch of baloney. It will take years for you to get over that, to recover from that. That's a bunch of baloney. That's ridiculous. You know what that sounds like? Sounds like a bunch of heath in the desert. Tell you, you know what, you're just going to keep on thirsting. Don't drink that. Drink the living waters. Don't be thirsty anymore. The Holy Spirit is here right now. Amen? Amen? He's moving on our hearts right now. So now we, we have to respond. You, I guess you don't have to. But I will say this. It demands a response. Because if we are to worship in spirit and in truth... spirit and truth I want you that to get in a little bit worshiping in spirit and truth what does that look like what is truth it's the word amen Jesus the revelation of his gospel his grace in your life that is truth nothing else and his Holy Spirit, spirit and in truth. This whole week I got into this point, I don't really know what we're going to do, but I know that God's going to move, okay? And I've been feeling that God's like, just go ahead and grab a guitar, let's just sing a little bit, let's just worship, and let's see what God does. Everybody okay with that? Yes. All right, bow your heads, close your eyes for just a moment. Let's just open up our hearts to him today. Welcome, amen. Let's just respond. What is the Holy Spirit doing in your life personally? Holy Spirit, we just pray that you just flow right now. Living waters flow. Do whatever you need to do. You can stand up. You can bow on your knees if you want. You can lift your hands. You can sing.
2: Standing on your faithfulness On your faithfulness Oh God, my God, I need you Oh God, my God, I need you now How I need you now Oh rock, oh rock of ages I'm standing on your faithfulness, your faithfulness, slowly worshiping. Living waters flow Living waters flow Living waters flow Living waters waters flow split the sea so I could walk right through it, my fear is drowned in perfect love, you rescued me so I could stand and see I am the child of God. You split the sea so I could walk right through it. My fear is drowning in perfect love. You rescued me so I could stand dancing. I am the child of God. You split, let's sing that out. You split the sea so I could walk right through it My fear is drowned in perfect love You rescued me so I could stand and see I am a child of God I am a child I am a child of God. I am a child. I am a child of God. declare today You I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear for I am a child of God no longer I'm no longer a slave to fear for I am a child of God living waters flow yeah Over this place today. Yes, we believe you are we make miracle work. Promise keep light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. We make miracle work. Promise keep light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Let's sing this is. This is who you are. Right here, right now. This is who you are. Yeah, yeah. This is who you are. This is who you
0: are. If you need healing in your body, Pastor Jim is going to pray for you. So if you need healing, come on up. If you need healing in your body. Come on up. My
2: chains are gone. I've been set free. My Savior's love is ransom. And like a flood, his mercy rains,
0: ending
2: up amazing grace, my chains are gone. I've been set free, my savior's love. He's a me here, and like a flood. His mercy an unending love. Amazing grace. It's your amazing grace. Let's
0: sing that amazing
2: may amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Is it But now I see. Let's declare it: my chains are gone. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My Savior's love has ransomed me, and yeah, like a flood. His mercy reigns, an ending love, amazing grace.
0: If anybody has anything that they feel like the Holy Spirit is leading them to say, you can come up and talk to Pastor Jim and Pastor Deborah a safe place to do that too so we're going to officially dismiss but you can stay as long as you want if you got kids go get them and bring them up here get them in the presence of the Holy Spirit amen but if you got kids go get them bring them up here you can go if you want We're just going to linger here. And there's power in that. Lots of times we step away a little too soon sometimes. And I would just encourage you today to just be here. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Just give him praise. Give him thanks for all he's doing.
2: Living waters flow, living waters flow, living waters flow. snow. To God be the glory, to God be the glory, to God be the glory for the things He has done. With His blood, He has raised me. With His power, He has saved me. God, be the glory for the things He has done to God. To God be the glory, to God be the glory, to God be the glory for the things He
1: has done. couple things go off in my spirit. And one one of the reasons we do the proverb of the day, you don't have to stop with that. You've got music available to you. As refreshing as this has been, the Holy Spirit at your house, reading the scripture and just singing a song or two, you will sense what you've sensed here this morning. Then we gather together and allow each one of us to express our heart to the Lord however we want. That's what Wednesday night, Sunday morning's for. But you can have these moments. He's very willing. He's very willing to refresh you, to heal you, to take the weight off of you, to drive the fear from you. He's very willing. To do that, just give him him some time and he'll move powerfully on you.
0: Thanks again for joining us for the Liberty Church podcast. If you have prayer requests, you can always email those prayer requests at prayer at libertyofomaha.com and we love to hear your praise reports. Email those at amen at libertyofomaha.com. For more information on Liberty Church, visit us at libertyofomaha.com. Thanks so much for joining us